Well, the new U2 album was like the solo albums. It was shipped platinum and deleted double platinum. (laughs) Once known for explosive pyro, their new album covers a wooden door. (laughs) Wait, 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 no, no, wait, hang on. We got to start again. We got to actually intro it properly. Okay. You you guys didn't do your thing. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. I I need closure. Okay. All right. I want you all to pick your Kiss Wrestling name. I'm going to be Ken Unholy Mills. Gary's going to be Gary Beth Schaller. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Welcome to your podcast. And today we're going to have some fun and talk about some of the weirdness going on in the world of KISS and what it's like to be a KISS fan in 2014 and what makes us smile. We're going to delve into all of that. But Craig, you recently attended the New Jersey KISS Expo and you ran into somebody out there. Can you introduce the gentleman on the phone? There's a lot of reasons I love the Expo and you know you get all the great vendors, but you also meet a lot of other uh, great KISS fans. and. Some of those fans have some really interesting things going on that are KISS-related. So I ran into Anthony DeLucia, and he told me about this great project, Alive 75. So we are thrilled to welcome to the show Anthony DeLucia. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Now, Craig tells me that you're a tribute band like no other. (laughs) Yeah, Ken, let me me correct you if I may. Uh, We're not a tribute band. We've taken an approach here which I think is real unique. I remind the guys every day, we are a cast of characters performing in a show. Um, that show just happens to deliver a KISS concert experience, I think, like no other. So you're kind of approaching it more like Beatlemania did. Yeah, we're, we're taking a Broadway-esque uh, edge to this. Um, Alive 75 sets the stage, if you will, by bringing people back to that time period Uh, and really getting them in that frame of mind with a whole pre-show, which is a show unto itself. Uh, And then the curtain rises for the Kiss concert part of the show, which is to bring the Alive album to life. Um, So there's Kiss tribute going on in there, but we we like to think of it as a much larger package of entertainment. So how did you come upon the School of Thought? Well, a year ago, and and my wife uh, likes to take the blame or the credit, um, but she purchased some tickets for us to see a Doors tribute band that uh, we went to see, and we're sitting in the theater, and we're enjoying the music, and I won't refer to them by name, but they were were a good band. They've been around the block a long time. They sounded phenomenal, uh, and their front guy was spot on. Mm -hmm. But besides that, I found myself, uh, you know, a couple songs in, wondering why there wasn't more going on with the show. And I'm saying to my wife, you know, it's the late '60s. I don't, I don't feel it, right? They, they don't have a screen show happening. There's not a lot of other stuff in the theater to make me feel like the period. You know, I'm just listening to the music. That very quickly changed to me now scouting the theater and picturing what I might be able to do with a Kiss-like show, but again, keeping focus on the period. Right? Not just getting up there in makeup and costume and playing some songs, but really creating an experience. And I, you know, halfway through the show, I'm completely zoned out and now I'm looking at their hardware and their infrastructure and the space and the seating and the size of the stage and imagining what we might be able to do there. That very quickly snowballed into what today is Alive 75. Now, did you think about Kiss because you were a fan of the band or was it the 
the whole presentation, what really, you know, sparked the idea of Kiss? Uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely, um, it's, it's both, but uh, it starts with Fan of the Band. I mean, I started playing bass guitar at the age of 13 because of Gene Simmons and Alive 2. Um, I loved Kiss from the very beginning because it was an entire experience. Yeah, you had great music, but there was so much more going on uh, visually uh, as well. And so, um, you know, for, for the past 20 years, I'm the guy in the neighborhood that people come to see because I'm prancing around there in my eight-inch heels having a great time with my kids. Uh, so, so, yeah, absolutely, it, it, was, it was a love of the band as well as, uh, you know, we, we can do this and there is so much of a show uh, that we could bring. Um, 1975 is probably the last year that's realistically within my grasp to recreate, and I, I mean that in terms of the technology, the the the, the sound, the light, uh, and the cost associated with it. This is no cheap uh, show in terms of my wallet. Um, you know, once you get into 76, 77, and you got some rising platforms and mm, light stairs, yeah, it gets way out of my budget, right? But mm -hmm. um, I, I really felt that 1975, I could recreate with you know. Uh, a handful of dollars and the right guys um, pitched it to um, my uh, my music buddies and uh, of course I was crazy and there's no way we can do that and it's impossible and you know a few weeks later after talking to a couple of people it, it, it seemed very possible and then uh, again the the support has been overwhelming the people that hear about the project and then want to be a part of it and have lent their services um, have really made it bigger than we ever thought it could be is there a specific venue or night that you're trying to recapture? Like, is it Cobo Hall or... We, we referenced those films. It's funny, um, the theater director, uh, we're doing the production, and it's, it's a prototypical production. It's, it's kind of a proof of concept to see that we can do it. Uh, but we've gone way beyond that with everything that we've pulled together, and we're highly confident this is going to be a blast, and we're going to put it out there next year in a number of different venues. But... Um, the theater director that I'm working with uh, has been studying uh, films as we have as well. Uh, and he refers to Detroit. He says, all, all the films I find, they all seem to be taking place in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Cobo Hall seems to be one of the popular spots that we're referencing. Uh, and we're looking at how the stage was lit and what went on and, and how things happened um, and trying to bring that back to life. Now, will you do anything as far as, like, and uh, you mentioned in the the doors uh band that you saw you were surprised that they didn't do something with like screens and the lighting to take you back to that time are you going to reference historically what was going on at the time because i've seen like uh beetle tribute bands perform and they'll do everything from having ed sullivan impersonator come out to show what was going on the year that this particular era that they're representing of the band the 1975 pre-show uh, like I said, is is a show unto itself. Um, if I could kind of paint a picture for you and, and for the listeners. Uh, when you enter the theater lobby area, uh, we've got two audio-video displays, audio-visual displays, uh, one of which is running uh, movie trailers of 1975 hit movies like mm -hmm. Jaws, The Stepford Wives, you know, Dog Day Afternoon. We've got another video display at another side of the, the theater lobby that's running uh, TV, sitcoms, news of the day, sports, um, iconic commercials, um, all from 1975. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Len D'Alessio on board, and he's, he's provided us with a number of his photographs from that period of the actual band, Kiss, um, and we've got a display for those. Uh, and then to cap it, we've got an audio track playing overhead, 
that is Time War uh, with Bill St. James from 1975, which mm. will keep folks entertained. When you go from the lobby and enter the actual theater, it's, it's a small theater, it's, a, it's about 340, 350 seats, will have a 1975 concert hall feel in terms of what you'll see, what you'll smell, what you might find in the, in the environment there. Uh, we've got an MC to kind of kick off the show and, and have some dialogue with the audience as well to, again, set the stage, remind people what things were like. Uh, and so, so when the curtain goes up, you know, people should be firmly in their mind uh, comfortable with, wow, you know, all of that that went on in 1975, here we are. We do have a handful, two or three character actors for um, experiential uh, things that will happen, uh, both in the lobby and in the actual uh, hall itself. So you're trying to do what we'll call an immersive experience. Immersive is the word I would use, absolutely. Excellent. So those two dates that you talked about are Friday, November 7th, and Saturday, November 8th at 8 o'clock at the SCCC Performing Arts Center in Newton, New Jersey. And people can go to Alive75.com to get tickets and to read all about this project. Right, Anthony? Correct. Uh, We also have a Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Alive75 Kiss Tribute. Uh, as well as giveaways and other things for happening. So there's a lot, a lot of good information that we're regularly um, providing online and interacting with the folks. Uh, and I can tell you that, you know, by, by far, folks have been very, very supportive, very interested. Uh, it's been great to see um, how this has been building so far. Yeah, well, one of the cool things that appealed to me when you explained this to me over at the Expo was the fact that this was going to be a presentation that focused on one era of KISS exclusively where a lot of times you're going to see bands and there's a lot of great Chris, uh, KISS tribute acts out there, but they cherry pick and you're not seeing an actual set that KISS would ever play, which is kind of neat, but it's also cool to, to, to think of the fact that you're watching a performance that KISS actually did. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's a little scary too in that it, it opens us up to, um, to potential critique. Uh, right from the get-go, this was not about forming a KISS tribute band. It was about putting together a show that really delivers an experience that um, you don't necessarily get anymore, right? KISS provides a very different experience today, uh, playing different songs. Um, they do play plenty from the, you know, from that era, uh, which I think is a testament of, of how great that music is and how much it means to people. Uh, and then to your point, Craig, you know, the KISS tribute bands are cherry-picking and, you know, it's just not the whole experience and um, for us this is a project this is a you know let's see if we can do this and how well we can do it and let's give folks you know the opportunity to kind of walk out of that theater and think that and feel that wow that's 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 what it was like well it sounds like it's exciting and kiss taught us if we're going to dream we need to dream big so we here at the podcast really wish you luck with this and uh, hopefully it'll be everything you want it to be it, it does sound very interesting I know that if, if this is done right I know this is something KISS fans have talked about as far as like if there was a KISS 2.0 or where there would be different people recreating various eras if you will so this, this could be very cool great appreciate it guys thanks so much thank you
welcome to your podcast. And today we're going to have some fun and talk about some of the weirdness going on in the world of KISS and what it's like to be a KISS fan in 2014 and what makes us smile. We're going to delve into all of that, but we're going to introduce myself in the panel. We're going to pick our KISS wrestling name. So, and by that I mean you have to pick a KISS song title as part of your KISS uh, wrestling intro. You know how they have on the wrestling shows where, you know, from Parts Unknown, Carl the Crusher, Dupree, or whatever, you know, that kind of a thing. So, but you have to use a KISS title. I am Ken Unholy Mills. Gary? I'm Gary GGG Gebert Schaller. <laughs> <laughs> Gary? I'm sorry. I'm Gary watching you, Schaller. Excellent. Matt? I'm Matt, but I'm the masked disaster. It's not a Kiss song, but it's a wrestling character that I made years ago, and I have the actual Gene Simmons Lucha mask that's silver and black, so I will just be the masked disaster. Okay. But if you had to pick a song? If I had to pick a song, he's the God of Thunder. He's Matt Poor. Okay, Matt, the God of Thunder Porter. I I suppose you could use album titles too, right? Okay, Craig? Craig, Crazy Crazy Nights Cohen. Hey, there you go. That's really good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew? So, Andrew, you make me rock hard, skin bad. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to change mine. All right, Andrew. Andrew raised the bar there. He really raised the bar. I gotta change mine to to Gary Heller High Waters. Uh, you, know, you know what was the funniest thing about that? It's like when I thought about it, I started giggling, and I'm like, I hope they don't hear me giggling. <laughs> oh my, that's really good, dude. That's really good. I don't know how we're gonna get this show made today because we're just having fun today, and we're gonna talk about the good, the bad. And the ugly, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're going to discuss the recent events of the world of Kiss in 2014. And Gary, you were saying something about this should be the year. 2014 has it been a great year for Kiss fans, or has the Kiss Army had to suffer through some tough stuff? And it has been a it ha- like why are people focusing on the negative? It has been an easy year. They got they had a great successful tour. Paul put out a book. And an audio book, and they were enjoyable, you know. Like we, we got a cool compilation with some unreleased tracks. Like mm-hmm. any other band, any other shit, and and people would say, "Man, 2014 was dope." And the Hall of Fame was cool too. The original lineup. If you just look at what happens in the face value, it was a great year. If you have to read all the tabloid shit, then it starts to get bad. Right. Well, Matt, I mean, you you said something about why why do people always focus on the negative, right? Well, we were having a discussion off uh, the mic that really was about the most recent podcast. You had two different interviews, and Andrew, you could shed light on that. And everybody kind of focused on one interview and not the other, and it was all about the negative side. You know, talk about your interview, Andrew. I'm putting you on the spot. Podkiss is all about delving into Kiss positively. I thought, well, you know... You know, I wasn't really aware of all the hoopla that surrounded him as far as what happened at Kiss Expos, you know, in the late 90s or what was going on online. I had no idea about any of that. All I knew is that I heard this phone call between him and Ace's fiance, and I read the book, and I was like, hey, this might be something fun to do. Boy, was I wrong. 
<laughs> Not to say that it wasn't good interviewing him. I'm just saying that the backlash was something that, uh, you know, it, it ha- if I could go back and do it again, I might approach it a little differently. Well, I mean, I think two things. One, you know, thank you to him for being a guest. We don't take for granted when someone, you know, of course, we don't, we're not, um, we aren't disparaging him or um, taking for granted his, his generosity and giving us his time. And, and right, by no means. Right? I thought, no, I thought, sure. I thought he was great in doing that, and I thought definitely he, he was great in, in, in telling his side of the story. No negative vibes towards him at all. More, more. What it, what it's about, though, you know, is that. You had two interviews, right? There were like there were two, right? You had Scott Coogan on, and, and uh, arguably a really not controversial interview or a not negative interview in in that one. But then people people end up focusing on the thing that feels threatening or the thing that feels disappointing, and I understand that. I mean, that's sort of just basic human psychology of trying to survive, right? Uh-huh. You have to focus on what feels dangerous or feels un unsettling. I just couldn't understand the a level of negativity that was thrown people saying that they were disgusted and, and this and that i'm like guys it's, it's just a podcast we're just having well, fun the, any behavior you practice for decades ends up happening a lot right so as 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 members of the kiss army one thing we've practiced really hard by necessity is we've had to defend kiss and its members uh-huh. true true and so, I mean, that's a that's a behavior that's not only helped us feel better, but it's also like it's rewarding. You know, you, it makes us feel good as individuals and as an army. And so then someone comes along who has so much negative stuff to say, tr- you know, true or not, valid or not. And we and, and out come the you know, the what is it? The uh, pitchforks and torches and stuff. Right. I think really what happens in the in the community, though, is people put way too much focus on things that other people say or think when really when it all boils down at the end of the day and I'll I'll use whatever other cliches Gene would probably pull out it really is just about the music and regardless of whether Gene or Paul or Ace or Peter have their bad days you can put on one of those albums and get lost in that music and it doesn't matter if Gene Simmons is eating a hamburger off the floor at LAX (laughs) well here's the thing about the whole hamburger off the floor okay is that this is a guy who has been made famous by vomiting blood we all thought it was cool to see gene sweaty and nasty and it it was almost like a a a badge of pride the more disgusting gene could get in the 70s the more we loved it now he's this old 64 what 64 year old man walking around he drops a bit of food and picks it up and then you know people act like it should be on the front page of the national Enquirer. would you imagine what what would have happened if he would have dropped it and then left it there people would have people would gene have simmons litters yeah. yeah gene simmons litters gene simmons waste food mm-hmm. yeah exactly right <laughs> gene simmons he should be green simmons he should you know think about <laughs> he is green simmons he'll send your cash any leftover cash oh, that's cool. to <laughs> gene simmons he would i'm surprised he hasn't done that as a matter of fact let's let's check out this public service announcement from the not Gene Simmons. This is not Gene Simmons of the rock group KISS. You know, many people are on this gold green kick, when in fact I've been on this gold green kick forever. I've always been about recycling. If you have any of your money that you don't want, I'll recycle and put it in my wallet. You know, I was green before there was a Kermit the Frog. I've been green about as long as there's been an Incredible Hulk. 
So, again, if you have any money yearning to be mine, please send it to me, care of the Kiss Corporation. Thank you. Did any, wait, wait. any of us really care about the him dropping the burger on the floor? I mean, I watched I was like, I don't really care. Well, no, but the way that some people are acting on message boards and Facebook, you would have thought that it was uh, the equivalent of shooting a child in the head. I don't think he dropped the burger. I think the he, burger. I think the burger jumped. The burger jumped. <laughs> yeah, he probably dropped like a pickle. I think, he was like, I'm just I think eat it, this pickle. I think <laughs> the burger. I think the burger jumped. I think he was. I think the burger was thinking about jumping. <laughs> but you know what? If this happened. Um, you know, and, and granted, the internet was a lot different in, in, in 1999 and 2000. But if this same exact thing happened in the year 2000 when KISS was on their farewell tour, mm-hmm. would this have been a story within the fan community? Probably not. Is that a burger from your bar? Rockin' burger. Rockin' burger. Wow, it's pretty it. awesome. Thank you. It's in the Delta Terminal? It's in the what? It's in the, it's in the terminal here? Yes, it is. Look at that. It's all over the world. And, uh... Oh, my God, Beyonce! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Gene, 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 can I ask you a couple questions, if you don't mind? Uh-huh. All right. So, a guy that you used to work with rather closely, Stephen Coronel, did you hear the... Oh, that was nice. It was on the ground. Five-second rule at LAX. Five seconds. Five-second five rule at LAX. Not at LAX, it's not. Are you kidding? It's like negative five seconds at LAX. It was the top story on TMZ that night. They played that first. And I think really one of the things like that we would really want to think about is, especially in the last couple months, is, is Rock dead? Should you jump off a building? Should you learn how to speak English? Should you eat a hamburger off the floor? The question, the question is, why is Gene Simmons still so relevant? Exactly. Like why, why do people who aren't KISS fans even care you know like because clearly somebody thinks that he is news and it's funny because like i mean obviously the the is rock dead thing created a lot of controversy and the funniest thing to me was that people who weren't kiss fans who don't care about kiss were the ones who seemed the most upset about it and i actually printed out i got it i mean obviously and like all of you people when they hear kiss stuff they they want to post it on your wall or send it to you and this kid says sends me a message and this is somebody I know in real life. He says, hey, man, you probably heard Gene Simmons' remark on rock and roll being dead, and you're a huge Kiss fan. What's your opinion? And he says, although I never read the article in full, his <laughs> statement seems pretty controversial. I understand the commotion is stirring up. No, you don't understand the commotion because you didn't read the article. Uh-huh. And it just like, and the fact is, but that's what it became was, this is a kid 20-something years old. He has hey, a I band. That. He looked at it and said, I have a band. I still rock, of course. How can your guy say that? Why does he care? Kiss isn't relevant to him. Whatever band he listens to is relevant. But for some reason, Gene has still the power to get out there. And like if if the leads if the bass player of Nirvana walked down the LAX and dropped a cheeseburger, nobody would care. You know why? Nobody would know who it was. You wouldn't recognize him. Gene probably dropped the burger and said, I, Gene Simmons, just dropped... <laughs> Gene Simmons of Kiss just dropped a burger on the floor and I'm going to pick it up and eat it now. But yeah. that's exactly it, though, because that's <laughs> if you're the TMZ guy, you're going either A, 
who's Gene Simmons, or B, oh, there's the, I could sell this. I can make a quick 50 bucks for my five-minute video of Gene. Uh -huh. But you know what, Matt? That whole statement from Gene was all based on the headline. A lot of what he said in there wasn't wrong, and most people have known that about you know that aspect of the music industry for for years now and you right. know i've talked amongst my friends that there'll never be another like you two that's gonna you know 10 years from now who's gonna Thank be God. playing stadiums Thank what no, you've no got it crazy <laughs> Ever, there's so many great bands you must be crazy if you think that what 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 yeah well name the band that's stepping up i mean exactly is everybody going to be wanting to see at the arena show uh red jumpsuit apparatus but the, the the other thing though is it is it really that was my that was my wrestling name by the way <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> but the, but the thing is, if you if you think about the music business and the the idea of a rock star, it really is sort of a an idea that had a very sort of finite shelf life. We're talking what mid sixties mm -hmm. to to late nineties. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, was the music industry really able? Uh, was that a sustainable business model? No, because you basically had a six year shelf life. Mm-hmm. And it was and then you're done. And Kiss did have that six year shelf life. If you think about it, then they were done, and they had to, you know, they were on Entertainment Tonight in the Where Are They Now category. You know, when you're in the Where Are They Now category, it's not a good place to be. You got to do the Casey Kasem. <clears throat> okay. Today, we're joined by a band's name that means to osculate. <laughs> That's right, Kiss. They're in the Where Are They Now file. <laughs> Let's take a look at their short haircuts and weird outfits for the elder. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. Once known for explosive pyro, their new album covers a wooden door. <laughs> that sort of you have to think about with gene is gene doesn't think about things from uh, a guy who says i love music and music is what really drives me in this life there's a point where gene sort of used music as a means to an end and then became a businessman right well anybody take away his ability to write a great song here's the thing i was listening to a, an old 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 interview with or here's a thing i was listening to an old interview with uh with Gene, like seventies old, or you know, maybe mm. very, very super, maybe a like classic interview. Yeah, yeah, something. I, I, I wish I knew which one. I'd dig it up, but it, it was it, it. The sound quality was terrible anyway. But it was something where he was talking about um, the things that Kiss does for free for you that you get for free, that they pay for, and and he was saying, you know, a Kiss record costs as much as another band's record, but when you buy a Kiss record. You get a booklet. You get tattoos. You get mm. tchotchkes and and stuff. When you a kiss ticket to a concert, costs as much as another band's. But we dress up. We put on makeup. We have an amazing show. These are things we're paying for because you're not paying any more money for it than than you know than you would for other records and concert tickets and so on and so forth. And bottom line is he has he he does have a good point, right? Like like that is true. You know, it didn't cost more to buy. Um, you know, rock and roll over Love Gun or Dynasty or whatever than it did some other single LP. And in that sense, rock and roll was something that he 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 and Kiss and O'Coin and whomever else, you know, they figured out how to try to keep it alive. And other people really, I don't think, picked up the 
the torch, the gauntlet, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's cool that that this new U2 album just appears on your iTunes. It's like, oh, free album. But that's not going to keep rock and roll alive. That's right. that's going to kill rock and roll in the sense that now they're just giving the whole thing away. Right. There's there's and, no incentive to create the to, next whatever. Right. This is. Uh, I've got to ask you about the recent. Do you feel like you always have a controversy going on? Because you speak your mind and you say what you think. Yes, it's called can... America. You're allowed to say stupid things. You're allowed to uh, voice your opinion. And I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm no better or worse than anybody else. But we're but... starting in, standing in what is really kind of an, a rock and roll museum of sorts. And you recently said rock and roll is dead, didn't you? Rock and roll is dead. I'm going to ask you a question and you decide, okay? Okay. From 1958 until 1988 is 30 years. Right. Name hundreds and hundreds of classic rock acts. Okay, I got Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, you know, on and on and on. Even right. Motown, Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson, even all the other forms. Roy Orbison, Elv- yeah, Everly from Brothers. 1988 Elvis. until today. Just give me five. From 88 till today. Got to be an 88. Well, that's 30 years, from 58 to 88. And so now you got to say. From 88 until now is even longer. That's okay. a tough one for me, really, and not just because I'm an old man. Fun. No, it's not that. You can't name. Iconic? No. Right. Nobody. Go ahead. I, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that. How Gene. about that? But it was easy with Elvis. Oh, beat. absolutely. Jimmy, you, no, could sit, no. you can name more than, you can name 50. You can name 1,000. Like yep. Well, that's interesting. So the economics of it all. And here no, I don't think it's the economics. I think it really comes down to when technology outpaces the laws of the land, it's the Wild West. People just go and grab territory and don't pay for it. And it devalues the product. It devalues new bands. It doesn't affect me. I make a living. Right. But it's sad because the next Beatles or the next Kiss, it does not have a chance. You do have to buy stuff, you know. I mean, like in order to keep something alive, there there does have to be some exchange of currency, unfortunately. Right, but that this also goes to what fans expect. Listen, if twenty some years ago, if in nineteen eighty eight someone had said, "Hey, here's a free U two album," nobody would be complaining. But in two thousand fourteen, we're mad at that. <laughs> right. So literally, you know, it's kind of like that Stone song. I know it's only rock and roll where he says, you know, if I killed myself right on the stage, would it be enough for you? You know, so I think we just love to complain. Well, the new U2 album was like the solo albums. It was shipped platinum and deleted double platinum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oh, my God. What a great line. What a great line. That is so true. Does anybody else think that the reason why... You know, Gene is relevant, and the reason why we're paying so much attention to him eating a hamburger off the floor is the fallout of Family Jewels. Does anybody else think that he created this monster? Because I oh, think yeah. I think once he let himself, once he opened himself up to this whole Family Jewels thing, things that he once said prior to that that were irrelevant are now all of a sudden relevant. I'm dropping oh, a hamburger. Sure. It's front page news. Rock is dead. That's front page news. I mean, these are things that they've been saying for 30 years. All of a sudden, they're relevant because he had that that post that Housewives watched. Housewives loves Family Jewels. They weren't Kiss fans, right? Well, I also think that um, I th- I I do think that's a great point. But I also think it's sort of the other way around too, which is that um, the existence of in the first place of something like Family Jewels means that front pages aren't relevant. Right. Um, the fact that there is, there was for several years a successful television show about the life and times of Gene Simmons and his family. I mean, nothing against Gene. Like, like I love Gene Simmons. He's my favorite rock star, and his family seemed like very nice people. It's, it's, it's nothing dis- disparaging against them. It's just that, how is that a TV show for crying out loud? Like, uh-huh. Kiss Alive is an album. 
that's not a TV show. It, it, well, apparently it was, though. And then the fact that it is means that everything is a front page. We've just essentially devalued the whole idea of a headline. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great point. I mean, that's the other thing about the Internet. And, and to be fair, you know, Gene and Paul themselves were talking about this years ago, this idea that, like, when you're on the Internet, there's no one saying get off stage. Everything right. is the stage and everyone has the front page. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it also goes to kind of like the misuse of media. I, have you guys noticed you're on Facebook and you th- see things like Robin Williams destroys uh, Heckler? Yeah. You know, nobody's getting destroyed. And then you have... Uh, Click to see Aretha Franklin annihilate Adele's song, Rolling in the Deep. She's not annihilating a song. She's singing a song. It's all clickbait. Yeah, it it clickbait, exactly. And so it's like, you know, uh, you won't believe what happened after this gang of bikers comes up to this little girl. At first I was scared. Click to see, you know. Right. we, We are looking for something bad to happen we're wanting something bad to happen and it's been it's been a rough year to be a kiss fan in a year that we should be all smiles and pride this this should feel like the reunion year we've got a new album from ace fraley we've got kiss in the rock and roll hall of fame we had kiss on a very successful tour with def leppard i mean Kiss and Def Leppard, if, if you guys would have said in 1990 or any any year, hey, Kiss and Def Leppard are going to be touring together, it'd be like, damn, I'm there, you know what I mean? But now it's like, we, we can even see it for free on Yahoo, on that really cool Yahoo cast, and everybody wants to complain. And it's not whether did you enjoy the show or not, but that Vince Russo says, it's time for Kiss to end it now. <laughs> no, I you heard it. I was really, really proud and happy to be a Kiss fan that night on that on July 19th. I remember sitting in my living room watching that concert with a smile on my face the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to open up my front door and yell, I'm a member of the Kiss Army, and I'm damn proud to say it. It was a great concert. Of course, Craig was asked to move his housing <laughs> complex. Uh, there used know. to be yelling stuff out of the front door. Nobody listens anymore. It was... It's, <laughs> It's kind of like the beginning local, of the odd local couple. Local man yells stuff out of front door. <laughs> Click here. Oh, it's just crazy, crazy nights Cohen talking again. <laughs> I heard a really chilling statistic. Of all the prescription of painkillers, of opiates, in on planet Earth, like 80 to 90% are written, of these prescriptions are written in the United States. And I, chronic pain is a horrible thing. If you, like, if you live with pain, it's a terrible thing to live with. It's mm-hmm. really hard. But at the same time, this speaks to something I think about our culture, which is that we have we have really no tolerance for discomfort. Uh, like we just go right to the fix. We we we're not very patient. We don't we can't bear pain. Um, and I think similarly, like we've we we have no tolerance. We we have no tolerance for boredom or or waiting. Uh, we have to be entertained all the time. Right. So, as a result, need. what's that? A constant need to. Yeah. Well, and a constant supply. So, so you have this sort of inflation thing happening with stimulation, and I think people. Um, so you, so, so then you have a broadcast like that, right? A, a webcast of a great concert with two sensational bands putting on phenomenal shows, and nobody's, um, you know, nobody cares because, because five minutes ago it was you know Gene Simmons eats a, eats a, a burger off the floor. Well, it's weird because you'll you'll have a thread about some great thing that we didn't know about or you find out about and then pictures of Vinnie Vincent's house become 
the, the the only thing worth talking about or whether Ace said that Paul's a sloppy guitar player. I mean, there was that Ace interview where the guy said, please say something nice about every member of KISS. And, and every to that, that interviewer. Very nice interview. But even there, I mean, even there, you know, God bless him. Ace shouldn't have, you know, I'm not saying Ace should pull punches. God knows he's been, in, you know, punched plenty of times verbally mm-hmm. by Gene and Paul. But, I mean, even there, it's like, well, you know, Gene's a piece of shit, but... He's, get along he, really he's well. very honest, you know. It's like he'll tell you the truth, you know. However, it is because he, he says bad things about people. You know? Well, the thing I don't like is the excuse that people say, and this was way back when Paul was on his book tour, and when Gene says nonsense or Peter, none of them get a pass for me. But the, you know, the argument that oh, they're just answering a question that they were asked instead of saying I've answered that question in the past. I'd rather not talk about it. Let's move on. Yes, you know, just because somebody asks you a question doesn't mean that you have to answer it. Being a journalist doesn't give you a license to get any answer that you demand. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, but I think these these guys they want to answer the controversial questions because the exactly. controversial question because is it's clickbait. Yeah, it's going to get you a front page story on, on TMZ. And people will click on the link and they'll argue about it. So we, instead of be being something where we're celebrating all the great stuff we went from celebrating to complaining. Sam! Hold it, miss. Sam? 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 That's far enough, young lady. No! I must get through, please! Let's... A child! Your mind speaks to us. You're looking for someone, but it's not Kiss. You know, instead of uh, celebrating all errors, we're complaining all errors. Oh, for now. sure. It's and insane. What I mean, you know, what a tough year for the Kiss Army. What a great year for the Kiss Army. Right. Yeah, but if you're one of those guys, kind of like all of us here, if you're one of those guys that generally likes everything, you get called a sheep, and people complain about <laughs> oh. that. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Stupid. As far as this rock is dead thing, and and I won't get into a big thing, but it has changed so much. But I think that, like we were talking about, like, you know, Aretha Franklin annihilates a song, you know. <laughs> and if you asked Aretha Franklin, did you ever set out to annihilate a song? I'd say, like, honey, what you talking about? You know what I mean? She'd be like, no, I, I sing. I, this is what I do. But I think that we misuse words a lot in this culture. To me, my my thought about is rock dead. I think rock died the first time that like some girl said like this grilled cheese sandwich totally rocks. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I if if your son Jerome really rocked it today at soccer practice, it's not the same as a guy busting his ass on stage, giving his all. You know, those are two different things. So to me, it's just a big. Uh, misuse of the word rock so rock has been dead and why was it okay for the who to say rock is dead long live rock you know and it's pretty much what gene simmons said he just said that it's harder you know and and i know that sometimes grilled cheese sandwiches do rock but you know and we all love cheeseburgers i think we can agree (laughs) on that hey and both are even better with bacon 
Right. Both are, both Bacon. are even better if they've been on the floor of the airport. I was just, I was just <laughs> going to say that. Sorry, sorry. The that. new Gene Simmons bacon burger wrap at LAX Airport. Anyway, um. Well, but you know what? Even it's not even something that's new. And being a big Beatles fan, obviously, Ken, you're going to remember when you know John Lennon was saying the big Beatles were bigger than Jesus, mm-hmm. and it caused people to burn Beatle albums, and and really caused the Beatles to, I think, rethink whether they wanted to even be a touring band, and and it it, it actually caused them quite a bit of trouble. You know, we're bigger than Jesus or mm-hmm. more popular than Jesus or whatever he said. And you know what? It's kind of the same thing. It's, the, you know, Gene says something that gets taken out of context. John Lennon says something that, hey, he believes that the kids would rather listen to the Beatles than their minister. You know, and it's not something new. And it's like what Gary was saying about how we have this instant supply. Everyone can react right away. And they do. And a lot of time, as in that email that I read, he didn't even read the article. The kid that was reacting so, you know, vehemently to the the statement "Rock is dead," hadn't read the article. Everything's quick, quick, quick. You know, type first, think later. That's good. <laughs> Again, it goes to this is my football team versus your football team. Right. That's a great point, and the fact that I think really using that analogy, sports, is one of the great kind of equalizers and the fact that if you don't have something to talk about with somebody but you see that they're wearing the same shirt hey how about that game last night i think you know what i mean it's the same thing but if you see somebody who's wearing that jersey of the team you don't like well i don't know what you're doing it's it's really strange kiss in a lot of ways it's whatever water cooler you gather around Right. You know, what do you want to talk about? It was the movie last night. Was it the Kiss show that we watched on the on you know cable access or whatever? And you know, what do you want to fight about it? Do you want to talk about it? Well, here's a weird thought. You mentioned John Lennon earlier. I also think about this. I've had this same question. That I'm going to ask you reverberate in my mind about many rock stars who are no longer with us. Like we talk about what a legend John Lennon was and what a legend Jimi Hendrix was. And I argue that if Jimi Hendrix was around today, he would be a forgotten musician in the sense that we would praise his early works, but nobody would be buying anything new. And John Lennon would be thought of as that crazy, weird old uncle that we all have at this point. Because he would say, th- I, I believe John would say things to get a, a razz, just like Gene Simmons does. Not saying that Gene and John are similar, but I think John would use it more for political thought whereas gene does it to get a headline if that makes sense like john sure. john manipulated the media in the same way by like hey we're both nude under you know we're, we're doing a nude in today and then reporters right. would show up and they'd talk about peace gene simmons talks about like and we have kiss coffins and kiss condoms and we get you coming and going <laughs> and then paul says you know the legs wide open thanks for greeting us with legs out wide open and all that you know it's the whole lines but anyhow it's like a soundboard is kiss a victim of still being around like if kiss would have been gone we what would we have to bitch about at this point red jumpsuit apparatus there you yeah. go <laughs> it's like anything i mean you know if, if you leave behind that great body of work you become what would have been rather than where are they now Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, Hendrix is a great example. I think if Hendrix was around today, he'd be guesting on the new Lenny Kravitz album, and everybody go, "Oh, isn't that nice that he played a guitar solo for Lenny?" But would he be as great as he was in 1965 or whatever? 
No. Yeah. You know? Cause what about what about Paul McCartney? Because you know he's still around today, and people flock to see him today, and his current works are still praised. Maybe they're not as beloved as Hey Jude, but they're still praised. Yeah, but how many other people fall into that category? I think there's okay. only one. Right, Bob but, Dylan probably. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I can agree with that, but I mean, you have these artists that it, listen. Age and time has never been nice to any musician, actor. It just doesn't happen because at a certain point in time, you get tired of doing the same old, same old. Kiss got tired of doing the same old, same old. You know, after nine years, they wanted to do something different. You know, when they wanted to do Unmasked, Dynasty, and The Elder. Same thing happens to a painter. And as soon as they stray away from their usual point of contact, people flip out, whether it's good or not. Right. And that's just how we are as people. Well, I think we've delved into the negative side of things. Yes, we know, we've heard about the Steve uh, Cornell story. We've heard about Vinny's house, uh, house being found like it was. And and we've heard all these Gene Simmons headlines and the back and forth between Ace and Paul and Peter and all everybody else. But, you know, occasionally you have to put that behind you because I know that at times it gets very frustrating and I just go like find my happy space. So I'm going to ask everybody. We'll go around, and we'll start with Matt Porter. I'm Matt? sorry, I just have to. I just have to interrupt for a second. If Steve Carnell drops food in Vinny's house, you should not eat it. <laughs> off, off that seems pretty certain. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. So Matt, we're going to start with you. Tell us about your happy kiss moment memory, song, concert. What is it that puts a smile on your face about KISS? What's the one thing, your, your kind of go-to KISS smile, if you will? Well, I mean, even just we were talking about this last year. I mean, obviously, I saw them twice in the tour. The fun thing is always you meet up with people that now you know from all over on Facebook, and everybody gets together, and you drink the big $14 beers and hang out. <laughs> and it's just, you know, to me, it's like that's the thing that I when I, when you're at that show... With all those people and anybody who thinks that KISS weren't selling a lot of tickets, look, there was an awful lot of people. Nobody comes up to you and goes, so, you know, Tommy Thayer sucks. You know what I mean? Everybody's there. They're having a good time. Nobody's bitching. Nobody's complaining. It's a fun time. It's still the most fun thing. I got tickets to see Ace in November. It's Thanksgiving Eve at a small theater. Awesome. Man, I'm delighted. I can't wait. It's I have good seats. There's going to be a ton of people there that I know because everybody's checking in saying that they got tickets. It's just going to be a blast. I mean, here we are. We're talking about, you know, all these years later, it's still the fun thing. I mean, you know, that's I think that's one of the fun things. You talk about what's your happy thing. Man, I go to a million of them. The, I've been it's always been my favorite thing. I think that's what I, always confuses me when I see these people who seem to that they want Kiss to fail somehow. I don't want them to fail. It's always been my go-to thing. You know, it's like so when you get to go to a show, we get to talk on about Kiss on our podcast, we do our shows, whatever. Man, that's that's the good stuff. So there's just so much of it. Even look, even the fact of walking into a store in 2014 buying the new Ace CD, uh-huh. there's still something about that that just will always just feel right to me. Well, I mean, think about it. Praise the Lord or whatever you believe in, man. But Ace has an album out this right. year. I mean, think about it. There were times we weren't thinking Ace was going to be here, you know, and he survived it all. 
Well, thankfully, Gordon saved his life. <laughs> so he put out the record. <laughs> Craig, Crazy Crazy Nights Cohen, your happy kiss moment, song, thing, whatever makes you smile about kiss, what is it? As of right now, today, this morning, <laughs> and I'll probably catch some flack for this, but it's an album that will be celebrating its 25th anniversary this month, and that is Hot in the Shade. It's an album that I've been listening to all week, um, front to back, uh, to and from, uh, you know, driving to work. And it's just one of those things that I love about Kiss is you can sort of reach into the grab bag, if you will, and pull out an album and just listen to it and get lost in it and rediscover it. And with an album with 15 tracks like Hot in the Shade, there's a lot of gold there, even though there are some, uh, for lack of a better word, turds. Mm-hmm. There you go. Andrew? Uh, I'm not going to say your wrestling name because that's uh, <laughs> you. Anyway, Andrew, your thoughts. Take a take a press for a wind on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, it. So many things about Kiss, you know, make me happy. So it's always what ma- what's making you happy currently, right now. And right now, I'm really, really digging in deep to collecting vinyl. And uh, I know everyone knows about the big Kiss stereo box set that came out with all this new vinyl. And I kind of look at that and I go. I could make that, you know, with my old vinyl. So I bought a vinyl road case, and I'm putting Kiss stickers and backstage passes on it and putting all the original vinyl in there. And to me, I look at that, I'm like, hey, this is cool. All these things remind me about, you know, when I first got the album. So maybe when I got the CD initially, and then I could look at the album. So that right now is my go-to happy Kiss place. Mm-hmm. And That's you, awesome, Andrew. Th- th- yeah, that is amazing. And, and also, Mr. Speed's had a good year, right? Uh, Mr. Speed had a, had a great year. We celebrated our 20th anniversary. So Kiss celebrated awesome. 40. Mr. Speed celebrated 20. You know, we were on national TV. We were on local TV. We've played about every fair and festival in, in the state of Ohio. And uh, the band has really long reaches and no plans in the works to quit. So it's just going to go up from here. Hey, Andrew, I want to say that um, you also did uh, a great uh, series of sets at the expo with Kiss Nation. Uh, I was there for every one of them, and uh, me and my niece and my brother um, loved what you guys did that day. The uh, the Dress to Kill set was was awesome. Thank you, thank you. What was so cool about that, and you know, I'll, I'll go off on a little tangent real quick. What was really cool about that for me is I've been going to the New Jersey Expo since 92, because I'm originally from New Jersey. So for me to be able to go back and play like I've always wanted to, you know, I was 12 and I'm like, oh, one day I'm going to do that, and you know, and I never got to do it, so to be able to be given the opportunity to do that, it was great. It wasn't, I mean, you know, I've done a lot of cool things in Mr. Speed where we played to like, you know, 10,000 people and and people are losing their minds. But to me, what was really personally rewarding was to play that expo. That's always been a cornerstone for me. Mm -hmm. Oh. Now come to Northern California, damn it. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I hope I hope so. I mean, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to bring the, the Mr. Speed, you know, Partridge family bus out. So hopefully next year, hopefully. Gary? Oh, man. I mean, I saw Kiss this year, and they were great. And Def Leppard was awesome. I don't usually, you know, I, I'm, such a, I'm such a Kiss fan. I was going to say Kiss nerd. A Kiss mark. I'm such a, I'm such a Kissy fan that uh i don't i don't usually uh 
really get all that jazzed about the opening act. And this year they were so good. You know, Def Leppard were great and Kiss was awesome. I mean, they were co-headliners. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't usually get that jazz for the co-headliner. But it was a great concert and Def Leppard were awesome and Kiss were awesome and it was a great show and they, they did a good job. And, and we had Kiss 40, which was a good compilation. But, you know, it's like a nice nice package all around uh-huh. and Paul's book was was really interesting and, and, and well written and I got to hear him read it to me on iTunes and that was cool and I got to shake hands with Paul when he came to town and did his spiel and the Hall of Fame was cool the, the all four original members did get on stage and did you know did make it work for a night talking and being cordial to one another and celebrating something cool and Tom Morello did such a good induction speech it was just uh-huh. such a good time and, and no one, and no one annihilated anyone else. No, right. it was it was really annihilation free. And you know who knows what else is coming next year, right? So and then to hear, to see and hear how people, oh, and you know, and the new Ace record on top of that, right? A really good album. So mm-hmm. when people are complaining the way they are, it's it's hard for me uh, to really understand why. But I, I'll say this, and I'll, and then I'll stop. Which is, there, there's really really good data, and I'm not kidding there's really tons of great great studies and good data that going to a kiss concert and enjoying yourself is good for you oh yeah complaining about things is not good for you (laughs) exactly well today craig crazy crazy nights cone you mentioned that uh, peter chris (laughs) was announced to do some new thing today what was it yeah he's going to be uh thanksgiving weekend in uh the greater philadelphia area at the all things that rock um expo Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw the ad for that. There's no uh, ticket prices or anything available yet, but I did see that he's going to be there. Now just stop and think about that for a second. Instead of us complaining about like, hey, Peter Chris isn't doing any shows. He's he's just doing these signing convention things, uh, convention signings. There was a time when Peter was diagnosed with cancer, folks. Yeah. And he survived. And he's still with us. Ace is still here. Gene and Paul are still here. So I'm glad that the original Kiss is still alive. That makes me happy. Because when I was uh, a kid, you know, in 1975, I never thought we'd have this ride that we have, that, that, we, that we've all been part of. And we've all picked each other up along the way. And, uh, you know, Matt mentioned about going to see Ace. And, and here will be the uh, TMZ tabloid type uh thing ace uh, either sold out or didn't sell out which will lead to an argument either way you know <laughs> it, it won't be like it was a great show or i wish he would have done this song it will be whether he sold out or not and suck it kiss see ace is still out there or ace should hang it up and retire you know it, it, it will become that polarizing thing it does not have to be this way well, and i'm encouraging everybody to not take the bait if somebody gets off on uh, being negative in this world, just move on, you know. Yeah. Find the thing that makes you smile. I started a thread the other day at KISSFAC, and I said, you know, here's here's something. Or, no, what was it? Here's a novel idea. Let's discuss yeah. KISS. Yeah, that was great. And it was just discussing the, the first KISS album. And I know we've all discussed it to death. We've discussed it as ad nauseum and other big words like gymnasium. But, like, (laughs) if we look at this show, we've been doing this since 2007, and it's pretty much been complaint-free from us. There's been things that we've been critical of. 
but there's a difference between a complaint and a critical view. There's a huge difference, don't you guys agree? Yes, I guess. I liked Andrew's comment earlier about if, if you like things too much, people call you a sheep. I mean, we could do a whole show about, there's things I don't like about Kiss. Guess what? I just don't talk about it. I don't like olives either, so I don't order them on my sandwich. You know, at some point, you have to decide whether you like something or not, and, and why focus on the things you don't like. But there are people out there at this point that I think would order olives to right. have something to complain about. Exactly. And, I used uh, to feel guilty sending food back. I did. I, 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 I don't know why, but I always used to feel bad, like, and I would apologize a lot for it. I'd say, like, I'm so sorry I ordered this with no mayo and you brought me mayo. Forgive me a thousand pardons. Uh, let me just, I'll kill myself. I'm going to go in the corner and kill myself. <laughs> you know, and I felt so bad about it. And sometimes I think that when people complain, it's because they don't, you know, they don't have the wherewithal to sort of stand up for themselves and say, I'm sorry, no mayo. Right. So then they, they, they oh, a thousand pardons. They, they feel like shit. And then when, when, the, when the waiter walks away, they go, God damn, this restaurant. Can you believe the shit? I ordered no mayo. And then they brought right. mayo. And, right. Like reverses. Just it's, it's a it's a small thing. Just, you know, say, you know, state your feelings and get it over with. And then you don't have to bitch about it for ages. Right. right? You know what? The, 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 the restaurant gets the last laugh because the cook then takes that burger to LAX and drops it on Drop the floor. <laughs> 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 Callback jokes are the funniest jokes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, one one last thing. Craig Cohn mentioned something silly from the Kiss world that just you think is goofy that puts a smile on your face or something. You know, not not so much the sentimental heartstring kind of smile, but like yeah, you know, the kind of thing that when we mention to one another as Kiss fans, it's like we're all in on it. Craig Cohen. The video for uh, all night. <laughs> What is it about that video for you? Oh, it's Paul with his uh, his jacket and his captain's hat, you know, strutting down the <laughs> stairs. It's just the uh, the absurdity that was uh, the mid '80s. Yeah, but you know, it's weird you talk about the absurdity that was the mid '80s. We instead it was four guys puking up blood and uh, wearing makeup and you know the whole the whole kiss experience has been silly it's just i guess what we define as silly but uh and that video to me the, that those shots of the girls walking away from the camera it's like come come on come back you don't have to go so fast but it's nice watching them walk away andrew scambetti uh the entire kiss exposed vhs ah. <laughs> first there's a chimp in the video, chimp. Sonny like, this is yeah, this isn't like I'm not like making a joke or exaggerating. There's a legitimate chimpanzee in this kiss video. Right. Every time, like, first of all, I don't even show that video to anybody because they're gonna watch it. They're gonna be like, "This is what you do with your time." This is <laughs> the guys talking about drinking root beer for breakfast and jeans casting, jeans casting with the women's heads in the wall. He's casting a party. You know, some guy falls in a pool and somehow the girl is naked. Like, if I ever showed that to anybody that wasn't a Kiss fan, like, this is Kiss. This is this is what I love. Check this out. This is great. If I show that to them, they'd be like, dude. You need to get a hobby. You you need a girlfriend so bad. <laughs> God, imagine if that uh, exposed tape was shown with the, the thing from the, the dressed as a little girl and the women's heads now. If if that came out now, think about that. Like people would just lose their mind. It'd be a rap video. 
Yeah, absolutely. Right. There you go. Bazinga. Okay, Matt. Paint on everything. You know what? I think one of the silliest things that I really, I don't know who actually, maybe girls like this, but I can't stand when Paul does that move where he bends over to the audience and then throws the guitar between his legs so it now looks like he has this shit tail of a guitar neck coming out of his ass. I don't I don't know. Does, I, I, and we're all guys here, but is it maybe you would have to listen to the podcast girls out there. Does anybody think that looks cool? I think it, it's so stupid. Well, I can tell you that... Uh, there are a lot of Paul girls that just think that is just fantastic. I, I remember one time there was a, this huge argument over at the fact, and uh, I took this picture of Paul that, where the guitar literally was between his butt cheeks and pointing up to the sky. <laughs> and I said, keep in mind what you guys are arguing about is this. This is what <laughs> this is what you're arguing about. This is yeah, what but, you're. Yeah, but, but was he wearing a wig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, did he have his shabs going? <laughs> this is this is what you're arguing about, not uh, not world peace or politics. You're you're discussing whether this is done a certain way or if this is right or wrong or whatever. Uh, can I can I think I think uh, you may have inadvertently just coined a new phrase that the Kiss Army needs to adopt from here on out. Politics. Politics. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Any any time that the Kiss Army is talking about something just so uh, stupid as you know Paul's butt cheeks and Paul's <laughs> gig and, and his manscaping whatever we gotta we got when they get into an argument we gotta say no political discussion no political <laughs> discussion that's it does anybody does anybody remember that guy on Kiss FAQ a while back that was like counting symbol hits and songs I'm like yes Madonna I'm like dude you need a friend and a girlfriend like really fast. Or it's on chimp. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what's sad is that the chimp got more lines than Bruce did. <laughs> in did Eric, Eric didn't even speak. It's like you saw like a tuft of hair going yeah. across the screen. Go, oh, that's Eric Fire. The, the cover of Exposed looks like they did oh um, the God. 80s equivalent of Photoshop. Oh, they no did. doubt. Yeah, yeah because some of those heads just are not the right size, and they're just shoved anywhere. It's like, look, there's two girls standing there. We'll make Bruce Kulick wedge in between them. You know what I mean? It's just really horrible, horrible, horrible. But it's a victim of its time, and we were too, and we loved it. Gary, what's your uh, weird thing, the, the goofy little kiss thing? Similar era, uh, and I may have mentioned it before on this on, on the podcast, it's when Paul put. It's when Paul says this song's about getting into trouble and loving it. It's called. <laughs> it's called fits like, and then he sucks on his middle finger. A glove. <laughs> okay. And I and every time I just every now and then I'll be at a concert like a like a serious concert like I'll you know something. I saw King Crimson last night, right? But you just you couldn't imagine Robert Cripp saying like this song is called twenty first century schizoid man. You know? <laughs> The times they are achieving. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I think the only yeah. other two bands that could get away with that is David Lee Roth uh, slash Sammy Hagar doing a Van Halen kind of thing. You know, I could see them doing that. Or uh, ACDC. Yeah. Prince, you know, you know the, the Prince and, 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 and 80s Paul, too, had a lot in common. I feel like they're somehow like separated at birth, like. You could sort of see Prince doing that, you know? I could see Prince wearing the purple headband from The oh, Elder, okay. too. 
Jesus. Similar hairstyle, by the way. You know, what I, what I think is funny is, you know, Paul is doing this this rap for Love Gun on the Adam Wise Uncensored video, and he's talking about this and taking off his pants and just tugging at himself. And then there are guys in the audience going like, yeah, this rules. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even like the first time I saw that, I was just like, I was like, ugh. Well, like, this is, this is, <laughs> well, don't you think that that kind of uh, relates to like how we look at football again, where it's like uh, people show up the next day, you know, Monday at work. Hey, we won last night. No, you didn't <laughs> right. play. You know, so it's like Paul saying, like, I, I got laid. It's like, yeah, my favorite rock Someone star. On the team got laid. Yeah. <laughs> I was the Kiss concert. Well, Paul wears 501s. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my silly moment is several and too numerous to mention. But things like Oggy Doggy, weird little things that like if we're if we were all at a restaurant and I said Oggy Doggy, we'd all know what we were referring to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hi mom. Things like believe it or not, this album's a lot like Destroyer. I it makes me laugh at this point. So, whatever you enjoy about KISS, we hope that you enjoy KISS. We hope you enjoy the podcast as well. This this show is not ever going to be about complaints and about controversy. We really just want to have fun, and it's been a fun ride so far. And as long as it continues, it will be fun. Maybe when it stops being fun, maybe it'll stop. But in the meanwhile, I'm glad to had have these smiles with you guys and everybody that we've had on and along the way don't you agree gary oh my god yeah i mean to, to wake up on a sunday morning and get to chat with you guys about something as as ridiculous and fun as kiss is it's, it really is a blessing it really is and i'm very grateful is it like, a saturday doesn't to wake matter. up to wake up on a saturday <laughs> to wake up on any morning <laughs> i'm alive and well where am i anyway Matt, you had something happen. Uh, you have someone listening to your show that I thought it was pretty neat. You want to mention that? One of the cool things from last month when we were doing the Kiss Room Live, my friend Alex Richter was hanging out with Mark Slaughter from Slaughter at their gig down in Baltimore, and he actually recorded a clip where Mark Slaughter says, hey, we're listening to the Kiss Room Live, which I just thought was really cool. And Alex was on this month's edition of the Kiss Room as well. Talking about that, we played some of the clips that he uh, recorded with Mark Slaughter. And obviously there's the link between Slaughter and Vinnie Vincent and all that kind of fun stuff. So it was just kind of cool, you know, uh, to get that shout out. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And and while he was listening to the Kiss Room, I heard that he picked up a hamburger off the floor and and ate Uh, it. uh, (laughs) Hey, look, if you listen to me, you know, a good cheeseburger is a good cheeseburger. (laughs) That's right. I think there should be a restaurant where they serve the hamburgers on the floor. <laughs> There's a new idea for you, Gene. Rock and floor. Rock and floor. <laughs> well, could it be that like it was like rug rug and bruise. Rug and bruise. Yeah. <laughs> the the burger is the table. The, the floor <laughs> is the table. The rock and brew burgers are just so good that not one morsel should be lost. <laughs> <laughs> You know what Gene says a lot? He's always like, you know, what a lot of people don't know is. I'm like, what, Gene? Please enlighten me. He <laughs> well, just starts off, and I think it's so silly. Yeah, you're right, you're right, <laughs> you're right. Well, have some silly fun today. Listen to Kiss, put a smile on your face, and maybe more importantly, try to put a smile on someone else's. So we thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast.
Now shut up and play Love Gun. Hey, oh. You got to say that again. Put a smile on somebody else's face. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for the stars. Right. <laughs> good night and good luck. Good night and big balls. <laughs> And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. we got to do a live show one of these days because I don't think people realize how much fun we have off the air when we're doing this. Like People don't know like just the silly things right. that we say off the air. I dig it. I dig it. I I still have a fantasy. This doesn't involve Slave Leia, does it? (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Matt, where's your sound? Oh, man. You know what? This needs batteries. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what what Slave Leia said. Hey-oh! This needs batteries. That's what she said. I still have this fantasy that that at some point we're all going to be at an expo together and do a, a panel, like a podcast live panel or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be so cool. Well, it's weird because uh, Craig, did you meet Andrew when you were out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Briefly, um, I caught Andrew coming off stage, and he, uh, they they did um, getaway, and I asked Andrew. Oh, that was uh, you. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get you to 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 get to the lyric about some some way or subway. <laughs> um, but I, I I don't think you got it, and then I eventually. Uh, Got got to Billy May, and uh, it's funny. I asked him to run down the lyrics to Getaway, and he got about halfway through that first verse, and he goes, "Oh, I know what you want." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we had a, a, a brief discussion about um, the lyric about, about Subway or some way. And what did he say? Restaurant back then. Um, he said it's not Subway, but I I think that's the lyric. Then he is it. wrong. <laughs> no. Oh, smite me, mighty smiter. <laughs> He's an, I'm going to annihilate him. Yes. <laughs> Billy <laughs> May annihilates Getaway. The Billy yeah. May interview on podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Paul Stanley annihilates Gene Simmons in this next clip. <laughs> and all he says is, you can see Gene's ego from, from my house. Gene you know, Simmons but... annihilates bathroom at LAX after eating too many burgers. <laughs> Off the floor. <laughs> Is my is my pregnant nineteen year old mom gonna be there? Yes. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey, um, uh, uh, were you at a Kiss concert in the womb? No, 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 oh. no. Because I was. No.
Craig, tell the yeah, story. These, the, um... these two actors are recreating you being conceived. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, I was not. at the New Year's Eve Academy of Music show uh, in uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve into 74. Are you serious? He was yeah, at my, the birth my dad of Kiss. My, my mom. Oh, my God. That's my amazing. dad wanted to go see Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> that's great. They're a great band, too. But that, but, uh, but that's you. Dude, you attended that concert. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that was the night I was, uh, I guess, uh, uh, became a member of the Kiss Army that didn't exist yet. No right. longer a twinkle. You were actually a tadpole. <laughs> Side note reminder before we finish recording. The Kiss Army is a volunteer army. If you don't like it, move on. Yeah. Or... They're just you almost not... sounded like Yoda there when you said yeah. or. Oh, or. Yeah. Or. Or. To kiss, they play tribute. <laughs> not good they are. Not good they are. <laughs> the makeup is accurate or it's not. There is no try. <laughs> you're, you're looking for someone, but it's not kiss. Looking. Found someone you have. <laughs> Fuck yourself or do not. <laughs> Well, Wait, I mean, if you, you look at, if you look at Andrew's Peter Chris, Andrew could nail that 75 version of it, of Peter. Yes. Whereas, know, he's, just... whereas right now, he's Andrew is nailing the 2014 dick, so... <laughs> and now on NBC Saturday Night at the Movies, Kiss meets the Phantom. You, you know what my, my, my final point on this is? Okay, if you're going to do something, can't stop yet. Have fun with it. Suck a dick. Pay your taxes. I don't really care. I don't really care what you do. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care what you do. And remember, but folks, Andrews, Andrew Scambetti says suck your dick and pay your taxes. I don't really care. I don't sell me a Mustang and then, like, a rusted out Chrysler LeBaron comes down the road. There it is, buddy. There, That's it. Take off that vest that you bought at Kohl's first. <laughs> and then. And then. How do you really feel? Again, do it. Suck a dick, pay taxes. Do exactly. it. Exactly. I love that you are wanting people to uh, do acts <laughs> or, or, of and an oral persuasion and the fiscal responsibilities <laughs> to pay taxes. <laughs> now, is that, is that uh, pay taxes on... The maybe getting paid. Yeah, it's. It's a law of the jungle. If you've got a bungle, you drop the burger on the floor and eat it. I have to. I have to go. All right, because I'm because I because I'm through. Good luck. I mean, one thing I found about the podcasting community and. I can really say I'm a, a part of the podcasting community with the amount of podcasts uh -huh. I do. And that's how I, you know, I mean, that's how I ended up, you know, becoming friends with Ken is a lot of the most successful podcasters you're going to find are team players and people that want to see other podcasts succeed. Right. And as soon as you start saying you're going to bury other podcasts. Right. You've already lost. Well, how is that I even can... a thing, though? I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, how is that even? That, to me, this is like a... This is not going to be around forever. Like, who's fooling themselves into thinking that? In, I mean, you know, I maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. But like, in 25 years, are people going to remember what a podcast was? No, it'll be gone. We're the fastest rising page, and you can all suck a dick and do <laughs> <laughs> and, and pay taxes. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt today, by the way, that says "Suck a dick." And pay your taxes. 
with a picture of me sucking dick, pay your taxes, but listen to podcast. <laughs> hey, that'd be the best. But well, we gotta have a big thumbs up and a smile. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Most most Saturday mornings, um, I don't do anything, um, you know, except uh, suck a dick and take that. And drink my coffee before one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. So uh, <laughs> unless I'm out of the unless I'm out of the state, um, I'll be here. Right. I can always mute if I'm sucking a dick. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, classic, classic. That's that's got to be a shirt now. Got to be a shirt. <laughs> Podcast SDPT. <laughs> can you do? Can can you edit? <laughs> well, it's been good laughing with you all. Uh, everyone, get back to your lives and uh, take the smiles with you. <laughs> all right, Thanks, be guys. good, everyone. Take care, see you guys. Right, see you guys. Take care, everyone. Nice. You, you got this, Ken. Yep, love y'all. Be good. Love, love you, Ken. See love you guys. Bye bye. All right, bye. Have fun with it. Suck a dick. Pay your taxes. I don't really care. I don't really care what you do. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care what you do. <laughs>